Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance Suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And the word is... Grease. Yes. It's the word I heard. That's the word. Yeah. Anna Grace is very upset that there's going to be a Grease sing-along instead of the Tonys. It's like, well, people love Grease. They do. I mean, it gives me chills that multiply. Yeah. I mean, I I wonder how often John Travolta like looks back at that movie and he's like, man, I uh, people cared what I did then. Like, <laughs> like, how hard does it have to... Like, he was on a hit sitcom. He has He was in, like... The seminal Pulp Fiction, at one point, I think Grease was one of the highest grossing movies ever made. Like, that guy has had a career and a half, and, like, just legitimately, no one cares what he's doing anymore. Like, I, I can't even imagine what that's like, because no one ever cared about anything that I did. So, you know, I didn't always, I didn't have that constant adulation being thrown all over me. So here's something funny. You know how I am vaguely connected to everyone? Yes. Well... I have a Grease connection because my friend Kenny's best friend is Barry Pearl. And Barry Pearl in Grease was duty. That is, I wasn't expecting that. I know. <laughs> I guess, especially when you told me the movie we were doing, I definitely wasn't expecting to get that to tidbit, talk about, well, tidbit s- of info. Yeah. But, but then, then we went down that rabbit hole. Really, because of maybe five people, I literally know everyone. And one of those people is my friend Kenny Morris. Hi, hi, Kenny. I love you. Kenny Morris. He is an actor who knows everyone, partly because he knows everyone, and because his dad was a producer. I want to say the one that that I remembered the most was um, That Girl. I think he was a producer on That Girl. But Kenny was on all sorts of shows in the early 70s. Like the dating game and stuff like that. Yeah. Or if not the dating game, it's something like that. Or a variation anyway, on that. Yes. And so he got to work with a lot of people because he's he is a working actor. Plus, he was he was raised knowing all these people. So sadly, every time someone dies, Kenny has a story. Like when Carrie Fisher died, he has Carrie Fisher stories. He has, he has stories. So... Especially of people from the... Yes. The 70s. Yeah. So I... Um, but it's not because, well, maybe he does know Kevin Bacon, I don't know. But he is not my Kevin Bacon connection because I'm one away from Kevin Bacon. And really, that's all I wanted to say. But Grease is the word, and Kenny's best friend is Barry, and apparently he's a lovely man, which I assumed he would be. Tell tell your daughter it's not that big a deal that, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I've watched the Tonys before, oh. and a Grease sing-along uh-huh. might, might be a little bit more fun. I'm not, not saying the Tonys she are wants, never fun. She wants, she wants to see NPH. I don't know if he was going to host this year or not. But Neil Patrick Harris, for those who don't it just, know. It has nothing related to that. She, they're, they're just two separate things. She's like, yes. well, I wanted to see him. Is he hosting? No. no. <laughs> I is, he, is, is he presenting? He's bound to be I there. I don't think so. I just assumed he might be. He... She said all of those people who work on all of those shows are always ignored, and they deserve their night. And I said, I feel you, bruh. I'm sure I said just like that. Well, and I said, but... here, Here's the other catch with the Tonys. Like, as much as like people will say... Oscar gets a little like obscure and like they haven't seen those movies mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not disrespecting like theater as in like you know the Please. stage theater. but like 
there's a very finite amount of people, especially when you consider like the amount of people that have access to like a theater in their well, see, that's town. That's her point. Or, that's how she gets to see things because the cast is on the Tonys. I, so this bugs her because I don't see you taking me to New York anytime to see any shows, especially since it's closed. She wasn't speaking like that, but it, I heard it like that. Man, man, our, <laughs> our kids are spoiled. I know, right? When, when is the last Broadway show that you've brought me to, Mom? Here, eat this food that I provided for you <laughs> and the shelter and the clothing that I have provided. Well, she is about to turn 15. And when I was 15, my mother took me to a show. Not on Broadway, but living in the suburbs of D.C., you saw, you could see everything. So what show did my mother take me to see when I was 15? Wait please, please. Wait for it. The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that, did no, you? No, <laughs> I really didn't. What is it? The Dolly Parton and uh, Well, Burt this Rich. was prior but to I'm that, saying, the, yes. the film version had, which... I mean, you, you want starts out with the song Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on and your souls. You want a weird combination. Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds is is about as that's about as good as it gets right there. It's a really great show, though. And he, those Aggie <laughs> boys can dance. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've got, I've just surprised you with two things today. Oh, man, that was <laughs> I, need, I needed that. That was good. Anyway, and I when I was there, I got a what's it called? Wait for it, wait for it. It's called a um bucket of popcorn. key holder thing, a, car, a key ring. I got a key ring. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. My mind's I got a key holder. ring. But it was the same size of a ticket that well actually no, I lied. I got that the Christmas after because my friend knew I'd gone to see it. Anyway, for years and years, I'm talking like twenty years. My key ring was this ticket for the best little warehouse in Texas. But it's like in gold, but it wasn't an actual ticket. You it, know just, what I'm it looked like what, yeah. Right. Yeah. So there, I'm done saying horror. Memories. Memories. <laughs> I didn't get to say whorehouse all day, so I'm making up for it today. How many how many days you know that's I don't ever. Word. I don't know. It's it's never, say, when do you really get the opportunity to say that? I, unless I'm telling this story, I never say it. And uh today it just needed to be said. It's, I'm I was fine thinking about my mom. And it's, you, <laughs> she's a funny You, you lady. finally got the word bingo. You, yeah. you were waiting for that. <laughs> Six across. There we are. But, which reminds me, there was a point in the movie. I'm not going to take the movie that we're going to talk about yet, but there was a point in it when Jenna says, well, why isn't he friends with the tall lady anymore? And I said, because she was a prostitute. And Jim said, did you really have to point that out? I said, she was, wasn't she? That was like really, really, really subtle, but I just assumed. And he goes, yeah, she was, but did you have to? And I explained why they're not friends, because they were never really friends to begin with. But I digress. That really has we nothing should, to do with the story. We, and we should probably hit them with the movie that we were talking yes, about. Yes, the movie we're discussing, were, were, I, didn't, I didn't go for our usual sci-fi stuff. I... I could have made it easy. I could have there gone with Back to the Future. There is an element of science fiction. Yes. This to is it. called a fantasy. It's a, it's kind of a fantasy, sort of. And I mean, it does have Tilda Swinton in it, so it could be virtually anything. That's yeah, because she. It's not yes. like like you know, you've got some people. You there, you're like, oh, well, it's a romantic comedy then, or oh, well, they they're probably doing an action movie. She's such an extraordinary actress. I wanted to say as a compliment, oh my, I forgot she was in this. She looks like such a woman there, and yet that's going to come that's, out wrong. That's real. Yeah, it doesn't sound like one, but like I, you're talking about her ability to um, like just become this chameleon, yes. and really you lose 
you lose her in the part because you don't she isn't just playing herself like right. she's she's very adaptive but if it you were to say wrong. if you were to say that about any other person in that way it definitely comes across as an insult didn't mean it anyway the curious case of benjamin button came out in 2008 and made a ton of money i want to say like 300 300 some odd million worldwide yeah and i think it I want to say it was under forty million to make. I don't. I don't remember about the budget. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume actually like de aging, re aging, mm-hmm. unaging, or just like the one scene where they got to just shoot Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Like, um, probably, I probably bumped that up because the kind of the great thing about that movie that I enjoyed is you, you've got some some films that you can pinpoint that that element or that moment in history that they kind of pushed visual effects mm-hmm. that much further. Like Jurassic Park is really kind of like CGI's like birthing. Like really when people started going, wow, you can do that with that? Or Gollum, when uh, Gollum was in Two Towers and they were discussing, well, is is he eligible for a best supporting actor like how right. much of how much of that is the performance of the actor how much of that is computer like what do we do with that there, you've got these moments where technology pushed it so much further that it it makes you wonder these things but usually it's very showy like mm-hmm. like the scene where the t-rex like destroys the the mm-hmm. cars in there like i can just watch that scene but i mean like that's that's a bunch of like epic splash the visual effects and a lot of their stuff that they're doing in benjamin button are so subtle. Yes. You almost don't recognize that you're doing it. And so perfectly done because now, uh, well Tilda Swinton looks the same, but Kate Blanchett and Brad Pitt are older now than they were in 2008. 12 12 years older. And the subtle aging on uh, Kate Blanchett in particular because as you know, I I do watch Ragnarok a lot. They nailed it. Yeah. And like, there's, there's a, and I mean, they aged her correctly. If, if you didn't pick up on that. one of one of my favorite like films ever, like the sequel to it, Back to the Future Two. You have them trying to age up the actors, and this is 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back on that, especially with like remastering it in high definition, there's a lot of times the actors just. And I'm not I'm I'm by no means like impugning or insulting Robert mm-hmm. Zemeckis, but a lot of times it just looks like they got a like a lot of rubber and stuff yeah. on their face. Like it's and I mean it's a comedy and it's kind of a bombastic science fiction and so I mean they're not going for I, I guess that verisimilitude, but like sometimes it really does make just you're just like that is that is a young actor in old makeup. Mm-hmm. Now and for- a lot of times in cure in, in Benjamin Button, like we were saying, you. You almost don't recognize it, except you're like, that's not what Brad Pitt looks like now. He mm-hmm. doesn't. He doesn't look like that. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with the story, it is a fascinating story, and I don't know why I didn't know this then, but I learned it today. It's based on a story by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Like, I had no idea. Now not, I want to read that version of it. Not quite as popular as, say, like Gatsby. I mean, or... why couldn't I? Well, I didn't have to read Gatsby anyway. But I was reading uh, Greek tragedies because I was in advanced English class, so I never read a lot of stuff like everyone else did. But anyway, the point is, I think if they would have thrown some Benjamin Button at people, they would have gone, huh, that's a little different. That's kind of fun. Because I am assuming the essence of it is in the original story, which I will now read and think about. 
And that's what I like about this. This is a movie you can just think about because it's almost a time travel sci-fi fantasy without the sci-fi. It's almost that. Well, like I said, there's there's a lot of just really quiet performances. Mm-hmm. But really, like I said, it's it, it's very Forrest Gump in the mm-hmm. way that it seems to do things, which makes sense because, uh, what is it, uh, Eric Roth? Eric, the guy that actually did the screenplay for Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm is the same guy that did the screenplay for this. So like, especially like when I saw this thing in theaters, I was just like, I feel like I've watched some of this, like not where did they carbon copy this from? But like Mm -hmm. some of the beats that you see in it, because like it basically like you start and you just see, you literally see the entire life of Benjamin button. And and like Forrest Gump does the, he goes on all these fantastic adventures. Mm -hmm. He's, Slightly unusual for different reasons than Mm -hmm. Forrest Gump, but like he has a very unique perspective on things. And like the the more and more I thought of it, and when I when I finally actually figured out that that's the guy, I was like, that's that's why it feels so much like Forrest Mm -hmm. Gump. The thematically it does, and it's literally adapted by the same guy that adapted the book Forrest Gump. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Henson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about the movie, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So, in the event you don't know the story, it is the day that World War I ends, and a woman has a baby, and her husband gets there just in time for her to go, you know, look out for him, yada, yada. So, already you know there's something wrong with the baby. And the baby looks... Um, awful, really. It's, uh, but as my kids were saying, it was interesting to hear them react to it. They said, why is everyone freaking out about the baby? It's not like so horrific, but it's very unusual looking. The, the baby is. I think that's a good, that's a good way. Yeah. Cause it. I really couldn't say it was ugly either, but it was unusual. I, and I, I, I get wrapped in the mouth for the mouth for this all the time. I think babies look weird. Oh, a lot of them do. I think no. I think every, every baby I've ever like they just they they look uh, until they get to the point that you know like they're three months out. The point, yeah, the three or four months out mm-hmm. when you're like taking them to like you know Sears or Kmart and doing the photo shoot with mm-hmm. them. That I'm just saying, like baby two stores that no longer exist, fresh born babies. I've always just been like, it looks like an alien, but I don't say that oh, because yeah, you could. because it no 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 because it offends the mother. And then she wants to kill me. But in my head, I'm just like, that looks like an alien. Looks like an alien. And I agree. There are odd-looking babies, especially since the way they're born. Now, I get to say I didn't have odd-looking babies, other than the fact that they were babies, because mine were cut out of me and not squished. See, it's squishing that probably, yeah, just like being... It's like whenever you wear a hat yeah. and your hair looks just kind of. My first know, nephew tussed. was a forceps baby, and for the first couple of weeks, his head was kind of, you know, we are from France. <laughs> we you are from Beldar. <laughs> Consume mass quantities. And then it became normal. It's just one of those things. Anyway, so the baby's unusual. The dad goes and leaves it on what is essentially an old folks' home. He doesn't throw it in a river as he's thinking about it. He's, he's, he's like, we're not going to go to Batman Returns yeah. with it. He he leaves eighteen dollars and the baby on the step, and which it, in nineteen what are we doing nineteen eighteen? Mm-hmm. That's basically uh, a lot of money. Yes, yes. And the woman who finds the baby just so happens 
is unable to have her own children. And so she is a caretaker at an old folks home and or a rest home. Because Jim and I were deciding what exactly would you call that? But it's as close to nursing care as you with, probably yes, could get in, in, 1918, in 1918. Unless you're super rich. And so she she said, I'm keeping the baby. This baby is special. This baby is a child of God, and I'm going to keep this baby. Even though the doctor said the baby seems to be really, really old and could die any minute, oddly enough, the baby doesn't. So it sets you up for interesting things. To be fair, the doctor probably didn't consider that the baby was aging backwards. Probably. Like, I don't, I mean, how many times has that happened? Mm, I mean, even in that universe, like... How many of the, like, is that a common occurrence in Benjamin Button's universe? Like, do they, are there a lot of, like, backwards aging babies? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, like I said, I don't, I don't know. They don't, there's not a, there's not a Benjamin Button shared universe. As far as I know, like, as a doctor, that's not going to be my first. They're like, oh, it's definitely, uh, aging backwards. It's definitely, uh, baby aging backwards. They'll be like, what? You kook? You're <laughs> fired. So what you get is a seven-year-old, a person who's been alive for seven years, a person whose brain has been functioning for seven years, but whose body looks like an 85-year-old. So that puts him in unusual situations. And so the older he gets, the younger he looks. And again, being at the old folks' home, he is accepted by them because he looks like them and it puts him in a situation to learn things differently. And it really is a lovely story about acceptance and how there is a place for everyone. Even even if you are slightly different for yes. whatever reason. And through the whole thing, because the story is just so well done, but part of me is going, nobody, nobody noticed this guy and said, hey, some doctors need to poke around him, see what's going on. Wait a minute. Why, why, are, why are you less wrinkly? What what's what's exactly. that about? Isn't there an X Files about you? Do you need to eat a liver every thirty years? I mean, what's going on here? But no, it all happened to do because of a magical clock, basically. And what <laughs> I, every time magical clock. So the main part of the story is when she is five, he meets the love of his life, played by Kate Blanchett, but not when she's five. And so as she gets older. He gets older slash younger, so eventually they meet in the middle. To where they're, like, I think it's roughly, like, mid, they're yeah, middle-aged they're, mm-hmm. at the point that both of them are, he is he is at the, kind of the fulcrum point where he his mind is 30 and his body is physically 30 the way mm-hmm. that we think about it. Right. And they have a child together, and then, and he's very in love with his family, but then he realizes... That there'll come a point where he will continue to get younger, and he feels his child deserves a father, so he decides to remove himself from the situation. Now, to add to it, and this was not part of F. Scott Fitzgerald's story, obviously, is this is all being told, much like in Titanic, by the old lady during Katrina. Not not the same no. old lady from Titanic, no. but another old lady who is telling stories. Right. So, it, but that would have been an, a weird wrinkle. I know, wouldn't it? I'm the lady from the Titanic. Sit down, I shall tell you the tale of Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is fascinating. Uh, my daughters and I were annoyed at how her daughter reacts, finding out that her dad is Benjamin Button, who she only met once. And you're telling me this now? 
And I'm thinking, how do you really explain to a child, hey, your dad is aging backwards, so he's just kind of not going to hang around you a while because he'd be your ever-youngening brother, and it'd just be weird. I, I would say it would go over about as well as when Sarah Connor tried to explain to mm-hmm. her son that he was the savior of the future and that machines that look like humans are going to come back in time and try to kill me and or you. Sounds I, mean, I mean, listen, nothing that Sarah Connor said to John Connor was a lie. She just sounded like a crazy person mm-hmm. to him because it's weird and fantastic. Like, I'm not I'm not saying Benjamin Button did the correct thing there, but like I understand where his headspace was. Right. And he left when the child was a year old because he didn't want her to remember him, so it would not be as painful for the child. I understand that. But, but the other side is but, he could have easily spent 15 years. And then just with been them. like, you know what? I've got uh disease. I have to go to uh, Place, yeah. yeah. So I can't say that I agreed with but, his opinion. Again, but... using that, like Sarah Connor could have just lied to her son and been like, "No, let's have a normal life." And then one day, a murder robot shows up and kills them both. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm just saying, like in both of those situations, there's not really a right answer, and it's not like you can just be like, "Hold on, I'm gonna Google this." My son is the savior of the future, and hmm. robots murder. Oh. Of course, there it is. There it is, right That's where I need right it. Right there on that that chat. Yeah. All right, thank you. Like, <laughs> you post that to Facebook. Thank you, Jeeves. Facebook and Twitter. So, um, it's it is a very interesting story, and I guess what is also interesting, considering the time, my my girls were initially outraged. My children get outraged at a lot of things. I've heard about it. And We've discussed some of yes, them. it is usually moral outrage, and they are pointing out that the people who work at this place are African Americans, and the people who stay at the place are white. And that's not right. It's like, well, this is a paying job, and this is 1918, and these people are paid to work and live here, so. It was more common at that point in time. You were either Irish or you were African American, and you worked in that trade. I'm I'm gonna I'm also gonna put this out there. There there was a lot of things that were not right about oh, 1918. Yeah, lots of stuff. Like not right. I, I want to throw out. I don't think we knocked out polio. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's. I think smallpox was still a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet doesn't exist. I know. What did Wait, you do? Wait, I'm pretty sure microwaves aren't there yet. Um, there's, I mean, we've got, uh, penicillin. I think that exists there, mm-hmm. but they're, they're just like, they're, they're not wrong about what they're saying, but I'm just saying like 1918 was a very different time. And like people were also starving. Um, mm-hmm. And all of these people, uh, had the story is not about race relations. The story no. is about acceptance and love. That is the essence of the story. I do think it's also worth noting um, that if you'll the, the the film and like the themes that are explored in it and even the way that it's done is uh, the the guy that directed it his name is David Fincher um, mm-hmm. that name probably sounds familiar to you he has been uh, nominated for a slew of awards 
But a lot of the other movies that he has done are not these subtle tales about acceptance and love. Like he directed Fight Club, Seven, um, Zodiac, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, Gone Girl. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of his movies are usually on the more mature side of the rating. They they usually have a lot of blood in them. Uh, there's usually a lot of murder. Um, there's just... that Thematically, like, Benjamin Button is almost kind of an outlier for him. Like, he is just like... Spielberg liked Childhood Wonder, uh, Dinosaurs, uh, and he liked backlighting a mm-hmm. lot of things. Like, that shows up in a lot of his work. But like I said, like, Fincher... Like, if you've never seen the movie Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, it's very well done, but mm-hmm. that movie is dark. Yeah. Everybody wants revenge in that movie, and everybody, like, wants to kill everyone else, it seems. Like, mm-hmm. in the, like it just, it's a vower, very dour film. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not a well-made film. But like a lot of his, or if you've seen the movie Fight Club, Fight Club is not about happiness and roses. No, you don't walk out leaving really good. But what I've neglected to mention is Tarishi Henson plays the the mother, the adoptive mother of Benjamin Button. And she's extraordinary. Yes. And she was nominated for an Oscar. She did not win it, but she was just extraordinary. And I think... What my kids had to adjust to, because it's a fine line when, you know, they've seen all sorts of documentaries and such, and uh, they, this takes place in New Orleans, we have a certain type of accent to begin with, and I think at first that they thought they were watching some sort of caricatures of people of the South, and it's like, no, and then they, they kind of got into the vernacular because it was a very specific way of talking and reacting on everyone's part in that place and time, and she pulled it off beautifully. I, I, I want you're you're not wrong about anything that you said. Um, I, I really uh, this film had a ton of nominations, mm-hmm. but like the the nominations that you think of as the big ones: best director, you know, best mm-hmm. actor, best actress, um, best picture, like. It didn't get to win any of the like it, it it really is kind of a remarkable film. And I want to say like it did like stuff like art direction. And I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not disrespecting like oh, art no. direction or anything like that. But like it, it's almost similar to when Spielberg did The Color Purple, which I don't think actually won any awards. Like it was up for yeah, I want to I say don't think it did. twelve or thirteen. And this was in a similar ballpark. I want to say it had probably thirteen, fourteen nominations. And I want to say it walked away with like art direction, costume, maybe. I I definitely think it got makeup, or if it didn't, it really should have. Um, but it it's just this this weird thing where it's it's mass popular enough that it can garner like three hundred million dollars. But like I can't even pinpoint in my head what won in mm-hmm. two thousand eight. But yeah, I, I know no, I, I know if I know the film that I do remember from two thousand eight. And it, it it's curious case of Benjamin Button, kind of like when you go back and you start looking at like Citizen Kane, which is widely regarded as one of the best films ever made, didn't win the year that it was mm-hmm. up. Like just these these films that have continued Wizard of Oz, widely considered to be one of the best movie musicals ever made, did not win mm-hmm. the year that it was nominated. Like if 
and a lot of times it's funny to sit there and go, okay, well, what film did win? Or Star Wars. Star Wars was nominated for Best Picture the year that it was released. I remember being outraged as a child. It didn't win Annie Hall one. I was so angry. I, I mean, hadn't seen Annie Hall, but still so angry. Well, okay. To explain this to me, like one of these films really kind of changed movie making right. forever. And that movie is not Annie Hall. It's okay. Start like you can walk to the curb from here. And one I mean, funniest jokes ever. We, 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 I mean, obviously you didn't understand the impact yeah, Star and we Wars didn't, was going we to have. We didn't have. know that at the time. I say but, we, like I'm a member of the Academy. I Yes, I'm gonna go with that. I would, I we would have definitely heard about it before now. <laughs> like literally every sentence you started would be like, "Well, me and the Academy." <laughs> we, I speak like, for them. We. You would, you'd probably develop a British accent when you talked about it. Or now, as I watched this, probably because I well, actually, no, I hadn't just seen it. I watched it again today, but in watching Benjamin Button and watching the subtleties of change. It reminded me of a little scene in a little movie, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, when Theoden, okay. no, when no. Theoden comes out of the spell and is seamlessly transformed from frosted over old man into vigorous, like vigorous 50-ish man about town. And... It's so seamlessly done. It's amazing. And it reminded me of that because this was so seamlessly. But, of course, it was like two years later. And so – but for some reason, I think that there there could not have been Benjamin Button special effects without that special effects from Two Towers. Well, you you have to have the commitment mm-hmm. of the performer as well. Like, okay, for example, we, we have two films that were adapting the exact same – material one is batman and robin and the other is uh let's say batman begins or dark whichever of those movies you want to pick out of the christopher nolan ones they're both adapting batman they're both about like a a billionaire that dresses up as a vigilante to to you know save his city one of them is is widely regarded as one of the better dark knight was up in 2008 yeah heath ledger one, Dark Knight, another film, mm-hmm. really roughly changed. Yeah, we can talk lo- about that later. Okay, all right, I'll stop. But I'm just saying, another film, like... All of a sudden, he's excited. Uh, I, I do. All right, well, here's I, the point. Batman excites me. What, yes? You you have these, the, the the commitment of the actors. Like, Batman and Robin, like, is lar- it's just, it's a big cartoon. No one, no one in that movie respects any of that material. Like, Schwarzenegger is acting at, like, number 16 on a dial that only goes to 10, like George Clooney, I, I, an actor that I respect, really, I think, just showed up because they were. he was like, you'll pay me how much money? Sure. Quit. Sure. I'll, I'll do it. it. Like I said, the movie is just a big, bombastic, silly cartoon. And it's basically just a two. Did it make a lot of money? Made like $102 million. Like, it did not make money, but it didn't make the money that they had been accustomed to mm-hmm. Batman movies making. And more or less, it just it feels like a two-hour toy commercial. You know, if you were in that, if you had some, let's say, your key grip or best boy, and you had done that on a whole bunch of movies, it's like, um, movie more than doubled its budget. I mean, it's not like 
the movie failed. So I would I would feel the need to at some point go in. You guys are all trashing your- it, but you know it did make all this money. But we're not talking about that. We're, we're wrapping up Benjamin Button. Where I want to say until the other day, I had not seen it twice. Once was enough, but I, once I haven't revisited once it ton either. Stayed with me, and that's why we're talking about it. If you haven't seen Benjamin Button and you have kids easily thirteen and up who haven't seen it, probably all of them, you should watch it because it is a good family movie. And it's not in heavy rotation. No. Like, and I animated, believe it's on Netflix. Animated Disney films like seem generational. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a movie that was released in nineteen like let's say sixty five. Traditionally Kids are not going to have seen a movie that predates them by, you know, 30, 40, 50, whatever years. But, like, my, my kids know the Aristocats because, like, it's a Disney classic. Benjamin Button doesn't seem it, – it's not, like, part of a franchise. Mm-hmm. It's not a Lord of the Rings movie where they saw, like, The Hobbit and they were like, wait, there's three more of these? Mm-hmm. Sure, let's dive in there. Or Star Wars movies where they make them every, you know, 10, 20 yes. years. like. But Benjamin Button isn't like it's not part of a shared universe. Mm-hmm. It's not a franchise. Like it's not, it's not a beloved F. Scott Fitzgerald like story. Like they don't remake the thing every twenty years with a different like. It's just it's kind of its own little entity. But I mean, you are right about it. Like it's it's well worth exploring mm-hmm. because it's it's not something that feels just carbon copied. Right, and it's definitely unique to really. A lot of that stuff in that movie, because, I mean, what one you've got, you know, science fiction, which is what initially attracted me to the movie. Like you've got a talented cast that respects the material and Mm -hmm. and like that, that along with the the visual effects really kind of help push it to the point that you're not just like, this is dumb. This Mm -hmm. is dumb. I don't believe this. This is a stupid concept. What am I doing here? But like you forget about the fact that. They're dealing with this oddly fantastic, mm-hmm. weird thing that probably can't happen, but you find yourself going, huh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be a problem that you would you would right. have with that. I was just, um, well, I wasn't surprised, but that movie had always stayed with me, just as something interesting and unusual to revisit every once in a while in my head. It's like, huh, that's fascinating. You know, just the, just the whole idea of aging normally forward and then aging backwards and what that meant in your lives. I thought it was interesting i still do the movie is beautifully shot and well acted and certainly worth your time so you should watch the curious case of benjamin button and then if you are showing it to any girls or guys you know 13 and up you can you can have your 13 year old daughter say hey wait wait a minute this is brad pitt Whoa. <laughs> and he's made other movies. <laughs> yes. He's, he's made a month. Guy's been working. Like <laughs> I'm just saying, like, dude 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 is uh making the groceries are getting paid for. Okay? Right. Because when he's in his normal like, mid age of the movie, there are a few sleeveless or shirtless scenes and she's like What else is he in? <laughs> Out of have you let him know he's in his He's in his mid fifties, like right now. No, I don't are you not gonna? It. Okay, I'm just curious. Like, where where are you going to direct her next? Well, see, like, here's the thing, it, Jenna of, of Pitt's filmography. Where where do you oh, go after that? I I want to show her a river runs through it. That's well. I mean, it's a way to go. I mean, it's you know that or Thelma and Louise. Like, 
which is probably not where you want to send a 13-year-old. Yeah, I still haven't seen that movie. It's uh, it just everything about it annoyed me. So I well, I okay. Long story short, like there, there's a shirtless Brad Pitt, and like this is this is like 25, 27 year old Brad Pitt. Like I, Ooh, I can Brad now. I can recognize like that. I don't look like that, and that I would understand why someone would appreciate the way that he looked. Um, mm-hmm. Now. She really, really started taking notice of guys with Kurt Russell playing Santa. You know the Santa movie on <laughs> Netflix? That is absolutely that is absolutely not what I thought you were gonna go Again. with. She started recognizing guys. I'm expecting Zach Efron. Oh, she does love um, her some Zach Efron. But, but I'm saying that's not the name you said next. No. You you went with <laughs> Kurt Russell Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, and I'm like Wait, uh, he what? was pretty smoking. Wait, what? Santa Claus. Like, I know, that's, right? That's what made her recognize. Well, no, just to really take even more of an active interest. Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. I have a very interesting family. Anyway, do watch the curious case of Benjamin Button, and it's it's certainly not a waste of time. And I think you shall enjoy it. Yes, you shall. Thank you for listening to. Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.